0: I feel like um, vulnerability really empowers you. It's like Mm. a strength. There's strength in being being vulnerable. Mandate.
1: What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of Mandate, where we talk about anything and everything. We are on season two, episode three, and we have some very special guests all the way from down the line, from... Napier and from Flaxmere, Hastings, um, or oh, Hawkes Bay. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's an honor and privilege to have them on our table. This used to be the brown table, but now it's the white table. <laughs> 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 but it's, yeah. yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's still open okay. to Lenoa. And um, yeah, just want to give it up to Jabez and Pelletti sound <laughs> yeah, yeah shot also thanks for being here tonight um yeah our hearts really to inspire um, men have these open talent where we normal normalize certain um, conversations because you know as men it's really hard to express ourselves yeah. and um, you guys do an amazing job in the spaces that you guys work in and um, we're just excited to have you guys on this podcast so um yeah just for our viewers just able just to introduce a little bit about yourself and why you're up here in Auckland today
2: okay okay so so yeah um my my name is Straubes Makawe um this is Paletti Oli we're both um barbers and um that's why we're here in Auckland we're putting on an expo tomorrow um it's our first one Trilogy Barber Expo along with our brother Vio Fanoa. um another um (coughs) Brown brother Tongan, I'm um, saying so myself Māori, Palidi uh, Samoan, and yeah. And um, yeah, just my also Um I like to call him the Fire Lax Mayor, because um, he's actually a councillor, um nice. Lax Mayor, wow. in the Hastings District Council. Um, also a barber, an uh, inspiration of mine. Um, the man's been putting me on all sorts of opportunities um, in the barber game. And yeah, five-time um, barbercraft barber battle champion, probably the most um, decorated um, barber battle uh, barber we have in New Zealand. So yeah, why do introduce meals? <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> yeah,
0: <coughs> yeah, um, yeah. When me and those met, um, we didn't like each other at
2: first. <laughs> yeah, we can get into that. We can get into oh, that. Oh, oh. But,
0: yeah, we'll explain that later. But just um, yeah. This guy's really inspired me along my journey. I've been a barber for um, a few years prior to him picking up the clippers. And just as the way he thinks, it's always forward thinking and, and really trying to invest in our, our value as barbers um, and also trying to push us to be better. Um, so, yeah, really honoured to rub shoulders with the, with the brother here. Um, and I saw a lot of myself and a lot of traits so, a lot of attributes through him and just watching him grow When you know um, he'll take the the leap of faith even though he's been only in the game for if you know a little bit so yeah four uh, years four
2: years
0: four years four, four, four years. years yeah <laughs> four years now we're running our first national yeah expo together barber national uh, barber expo so yeah this guy's really inspired me so he's invited me here
3: to to be on the podcast with, with you also so, yeah quite honored very honored Awesome. Hey hey brothers. Um I, I guess we'll be unpacking uh unpacking a lot of the entrepreneurial stuff in terms of the expert and so forth. But really just um just for those who are probably watching and like, hey, what's really Jabez and Politzi all about and how did how did it all come about in terms of you guys becoming barbers? Because even right now there's a lot of young cats coming up, mm-hmm. a lot of barbers, uh,
2: shops are kinda of popping up. So how did how did it all start for you guys? Um for my for myself I um when I when I left school, I sort of just um, didn't really know what to do with myself. Um, and then I sort of just fell into each job, you know, like someone's like, "Oh, there's a job over here." Ended up working in a sawmill. Um, I think I was getting paid um, 14, 14 bucks an hour. It's back in two thousand six, or oh, might have been earlier. Um, yeah, ended up moving to Aussie Brisbane, and that's where I met um when I met Charles. Um, we were working together at um, Coca Cola. That was my first job, Coca Cola. One of my bros ring me up and he's like, um, "Bro, we're gonna pay twenty six dollars fifty a here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the next plane." Because <laughs> <know>? <laughs> I was getting paid fourteen dollars. <laughs> fourteen dollars, you know. Um. <coughs> so when when I went over to Brisbane and ended up the eight years, but um, in that time, met my first baby mama and um, and my beautiful daughter JL. But I was never happy because I was going to these jobs and these warehouses um every every week and I just get mad anxiety the night before oh, I gotta get all, I don't want <laughs> to go there's no purpose behind this um I just yeah I just I just think to myself there's got to be more to life than going and stacking boxes all day you know they don't want to be there so I just started um educating myself and like listening to podcasts and stuff like that um because <coughs> I was trying to find an escape mm-hmm. but you know how it is uh, Charles like working in a in a warehouse like you can just put the headphones in and you're good. Um, <coughs> so started doing that, um, ended up leaving leaving, leaving um, Brisbane, went, went over to Thailand, um, lived there for six months, and that was a, just an opportunity to reset because I left everything behind in, um, in Aussie, sold everything. Um, went to Thailand for six months and then I saw those people and I was like, man, they're happy they got nothing, but they're, they're just so happy. So that was a life-changing experience for me. Ended up in these six months, come home, come home to New Zealand, had no money, nothing. I got, I'm this is it. I'm not gonna go work in another warehouse. I'm not gonna go do anything I don't want to do. So I hit my brother. Up. I was like, bro, can I come stay at your house? You know, I know, yeah, um, because I had no money. Um, so he was he was nice enough to let me stay on his couch. I was on his couch for maybe year and a half. Um, you know, and that was that was tough because um he had people in his ear saying, Bro, you tell your bum brother to get a job, <laughs> but I told him I said like I'm gonna find something that I love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, right. that's that's what I'm gonna do, and c- because he's my brother, he trusted in me. Anyway, when I was in Thailand, I started growing um started growing my mullet. And then one day my brother was like, <laughs> I want to get, I want to get me a my And I was like, bro. Oh, sure. <laughs> Grab those clippers. <laughs> <laughs> Grab those clippers and we'll just, I'll see if I can do it. Because I always enjoyed going to the barbershop. Yeah. Um, shout out to Benson um, over at Cuts in Kamara. Um, always enjoyed going to the barbershop. And I was cutting his hair and I was like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe we can make some money doing this. You know, because I sort of just lost track of time and it was, I was just like, man, if you can get paid to do this, well then I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, after that I was like, man, I'm just going to teach myself how to cut hair, didn't know anyone in the industry. Um, so I just jumped on YouTube, started learning. Um, within two months I was in a barber shop. But h- h- how I got there is I just um, I just went, like just got obsessed for two months, um, learning everything I could about cutting hair. So in a few people... It wasn't a small town just outside of Topol. Um so there's not many people around that I could practice on. Um, yeah, and then it was getting close to Christmas um 2017, leading to twenty eighteen. And I thought, man, I've got to make it go of this. Like I've been sitting around in my brother's house for a long time now. <coughs> so I started an Instagram page called Um Bees the Barber. Um, posted my nine best pictures to they were from the best angle, so maybe they, they look they look good. They're still on my page you know. <laughs> <laughs> Catfished everyone. <laughs> Went and followed all the barbers around New Zealand. Um God, I knew they'd look at my page. Like the, the least I will do is look at my page. I didn't know because I didn't know anyone in the industry, I didn't know Paletti yet. I followed Paletti, but he didn't even hit me back. So <laughs> 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 oh oh. Um, we'll get into that afterwards. But, though, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> but anyway, um I, I got an offer that night, like the night I made that page I got an offer put it out to the university to offer come back um, uh, my broker at King's Union Barbershop down in Napier gave me my first opportunity my daughter was in Napier with her mother um, so, oh, so I was trying to get back to my daughter as well um, so got down there um, it, her mother was li- nice enough to let me stay with them um, and yeah just never looked back um, in, the, in the barbering game and then just from, from there on just growing in leaps and bounds um,
3: wow yeah so you say you 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 are quite new to the game. Um, uh, Job is yeah, what, four, years? yeah for four
2: years four years in the game, but a, a lot of life experience wow, man. Um, that I've taken into taken into. You know, like a, a long I did like start cutting till I was thirty. So um, there's a lot of life experience that I took into the into the barber game. Yeah, amazing. That allowed me to excel a lot faster.
0: Can I jump in there? I forgot to mention in, in his intro in the barber industry, this guy's known as the the mule king, or the mullet king, but he put his own swing on it and, and call it the mule to make make it sound. You
2: know, yeah. Better. So when I when I did jump into the um, barber game, I just started um keep promoting on Instagram and I was just taking photos of I had a mullet at the time. Like I'm just going to post all the mullets that I that I cut. And there wasn't many back then. People would laugh. Low, but I get a No, no, I'm not a hec- like that. Um. But before you know it, enough momentum building and then barber started tagging me all over the world. Mm. You know, just mm. here, there, everywhere. So I was just sharing. My Instagram page was just mullets every day on my stories, you <laughs> know, because everyone kept tagging me and there once and I'll just share it. And then the the name the name just grew, and that's sort of how I did build my name initially in the barber industry. Wow. But yeah, then it, uh, like that's me. Sure, man, awesome.
1: S- 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 same question for you, it's like, yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
0: How's do you to and and Cool. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, um, <clears throat> for me, uh, I went to Hastings Boys High School. I think it was around when I was um, fifth form. Fifth form and one of my good Moldy friends from Huntley, he moved down to Hastings. We were sitting in class. My hair was long like this and, and he's, he just said to me, bro, your hair will c- look cool with a fade. I didn't know what a fade was before. Because dad used to cut my hair you know, the, <laughs> the step. In <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, yeah. chipped ear.
3: I'm sure was <laughs> the Muckle Jonesy.
4: <laughs> the
0: Holyfield. Um, but um, yeah, so I agreed. And I was like, yeah, cool. He said, we'll go to my house. I'll cook us a feed and I'll give you a haircut. So sure enough, we were at his house. Um, had a feed and then he started cutting my hair in, in the wash house. It was like a really short, like zero fade. Um, I've never had it that short before but it looked good I liked it but the the thing for me that um, really changed my mindset was he turned he turned and look at me looked at me and he said here cut my hair now so I've never really I've never cut anyone's hair before but he handed me the clippers and that um said to me that he was willing to give me a chance to teach me a new skill but also um, he believed in me wow. so. As I was cutting his hair, um, he was just teaching me the steps. So I was really grateful to him, uh, John Finui. I eventually went on to, to um, teach my younger brother, Somi, um, and Somi went on to become the barber for Hastings Boys High School. The school bought him, you know, some clippers. They'll send him into the student office to cut, you know, all the boys here. Even some of the teachers, and they'll pay him, you know, ten dollars a haircut for me it, it became a hobby so i really enjoyed it um just giving free haircuts to uncles cousins and and it made me feel good um plus i enjoyed learning so there wasn't any youtube back in the day or, or i didn't go to a barber school or anything but my my life took a turn when um yeah my brother saw me committed suicide in 2012 for me it was really difficult to to really deal with my emotions because we've always been raised you know in an abusive way you know strict parents the way they discipline us is like you know it's a i know you, you guys will understand so for for me it was hard to really yeah and un- unpack all my thoughts because i was struggling emotionally yeah and um when we were getting ready for my brother saw me's um funeral i i it really it really got heavy for me mentally because i because i was his older brother you know i i was supposed to be his protector you know i was supposed to be the big brother uh, who he turned to but it made me feel guilty because i felt like i had i had let him down i wasn't there for him in this time of need so that weighed on me a lot um so at the at the family service everyone from Auckland was coming down to Hastings unit you know, to come to the family service and all my cousins and brothers and uncles were Hitting me up, hey, can you give me a haircut? I'm like, bro. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is give you guys haircuts. Can't you see? I'm trying to mourn the loss of my brother. Um, so in the in the garage where where I was cutting their hair, I just said to them, Um, make the most of this haircut because it's gonna be your last. I'm quitting barbering after this. So, you know, they were like, Oh yeah, sweet, sweet. So I just started doing the first haircut, it was my cousin. And like Jabez was saying, that safe space, it felt like I had fallen into this place of peace, even though I was struggling emotionally with, you know, um, my brother, um, the loss of my brother. It felt like for the first time in a long time, I I felt at peace. I call it my place of solace. And with the clippers in my hands, I was just in this realm um, where, uh, yeah, I, I was at peace with myself within. But the other, the flip side of that was, if I gave the person who's sitting in my chair, or if I gave them a really good haircut, then I could influence them in a positive way. So that's wow. where I felt barbering was my superpower, that I could give back. But in that process, I'm, I'm slowly starting to heal myself. And yeah, that's where my passion for barbering grew. And yeah, we eventually opened... Um, Dad was sick of all the, you know, after the funeral, Everyone in the community had, you know, got word that I was, you know, doing haircuts and we were cutting from like 9 in the morning till like 12 at midnight, you know, it got really busy and dad, dad was annoyed because he said, you know, who's paying for the power? <laughs> you need to start charging. So some of the um, the Indian boys who were, who were family with down at the dairy, they had a little vacant um, spot there and that's where we started our barber shop. We just paid the lease and yeah. Just started uh, our business from there and named the sh- the shop in of in honor of my brother Somi and also my my um my friend John Fewnew who taught me how to cut he also committed suicide as well um so yeah just through my barber journey I've always tried to connect spiritually with them uh, but honor them at the same time
3: yeah. man <coughs> well first of all so hey rest in love and rest in peace to your your brother um, you Somi and your friend John. Um, just an amazing journey in terms of just listening to what you both shared. In terms of uh, the craft, your craft, uh, I think just kind of how you kind of eventuate a very different. Mm. But the essence is still the same. The essence is <laughs> yeah. like the, is kind yeah. like a raw safe space yeah. for you guys. And I love what you said um, as well, uh, Jabby's. You said that you're kind of like a kind of like a newbie on, on the block or the new kid on the block, but um, the hard work, the hard work doesn't um, doesn't kind of really. Uh, pay tribute to to you refining your skill. It mm. seems like you were like always refining your skill before you kind of say, hey, hey, give me an opportunity, but I'm, I'm already refining my skill and my craft. And I love the fact that, it, it, like you said, it's a safe space. You feel it, it's a solace, uh, yeah. con- consoling place. Um, and so for a lot of guys who are probably listening to this and say, hey, man, and want to be aspiring, Bob is like, man, that's, I, I can relate to that. Um, but also, brothers, just wondering... In terms of you personally how does it how does it feel for you when you feel like you're able to kind of give some sort of solace and comfort to others when you're when you're actually cutting the hair because I, I, I can imagine when i go to my barber like yeah they're talking to, <laughs> oh i feel safe oh talking to me and uh, yeah there's, there's a real kind of comfort zone there so how does it feel for you guys when you guys are doing the same thing
2: mm, people will tell you everything you know like they they tell you stuff that they're not going to tell to their partners or to, to anyone they'll tell you their deepest darkest secrets there's something about sitting in the chair and Trusting someone um, With your with how you're going to look I guess That that allows people And you build the relationship As you go as well um, Allows them to open up yeah. And it's a It's a it's an awesome feeling To be able to impact someone In, in that way mm. in, in that short amount of time um, You could come in feeling Like not so great And then You leave and you're just Feeling fire-ish Yeah
0: so. Yeah see for me um, Like I mentioned It, it I felt like it was my superpower to be able to make someone um, not only look good, but feel good. Yeah. Um, the conversation is really good for me to be able to just listen. The power of just listening to someone is, mm. you know, sometimes it's all they need. And But then on the other side, it's not always successful. Um, I've had a lot of my clients who, you know, ended up committing suicide. Mm. And, and you know, we're not going to save the world, but we're going to do our best um, Yeah, to... To be there, be present, and and just listen, and hopefully give the right advice as well. Mm.
1: Man, how do you deal with those? Like in terms of some of that emotional roller coaster. Like, how do you not take it um, too heart, or how do you deal with it?
0: I know, I know the also was, you know, he's got a yeah, um, his own story. But like for me, um, I put it this way: I wasn't the best partner, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, to my to my my wife or my she was my girlfriend at the time, but we had, we were having an argument the night of my brother you know taking his life, and I uh, I think I'm we were arguing because I had cheated on her and um, she was kicking me out of our house, so I was like packing my stuff and, and thinking I was cool. So my house or my my room our room was next to my brother Somi's room who committed suicide. So as I was walking past. I looked at my brother, thinking I was cool, like I was the man. I'm like, yeah, sup, you know, um, you know, mistreating my, my my partner, and the look that he gave me was, you know, a, a, a look like said he was really sad and needed, you know, needed me to, um, well, needed someone to talk to. But I, I didn't give him that that time, and, and I didn't respect, you know, what he was going through because I was too caught up in my own emotions. Mm-hmm. So that night, he, you know, took his life, and for me when i do um talk or cut my cut my clients in the barber shop i try and give them that opportunity that i didn't give my brother and that's what pushes me all the time and, and dealing yeah. with it, it it's it gets hard it does get hard um but i try the best my best to do to kind of recharge my batteries with things that i enjoy doing like music or hanging out with my, my friends or my kids yeah oh.
1: thanks for sharing that no like, oh, well man, awkward,
3: that's all of <laughs> yeah yeah, man, that's some that's some raw stuff. Yeah. Uh, also, and I thank you for being honest. Oh. It is the, the honesty and the rawness and the and the openness about um, you sharing that, even about your wife. And that's what it's all about. It's about us as men, kind of encouraging each other and and getting rid of all the rubbish that, you know, they, you know there's those there's, there's barriers and those walls we kind of all the fronts that mm-hmm. we kind of put up about ourselves and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just wondering as well, souls, because job um, is like. The, the the feelings and the the emotions you felt like when you came back from australia come back to new zealand back home um and like man because there's a lot of guys who probably kind of still going around in that circle the cycle like mm. oh, i don't know what to do in life i don't know <laughs> what's where am i going mm. and I, I got no goals and all that kind of stuff but you you so you you um something something kind of light that fire please tell us what was that switch you said like, you know what Baba, it's the barber i'm gonna do this what, was, what was that
2: switch it's pretty simple. You have to be you have to be willing to um, to start again, and that's the hardest thing. Is to start from the bottom because no one no one wants to start from the bottom. Mm. Um, so that was what was so good about going to Thailand and stripping everything back. I had nothing to lose. Um, mm. So you know, you know you know like you know Charles the dream for everyone that lives in Australia that's come <coughs> from New Zealand to yeah. move home. Everyone mm. talks about it all the time. Mm want to move home but i can't afford to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you just hear it all the time and it becomes your belief because you're yeah. hearing it you know the words that you're yeah. hearing and you start saying them yourself and then all, before you know it, you're believing every single bit of that word but it is possible you can come home and you can do whatever you you, you do set your mind to you have to be willing to start again mm, wow that's me man
1: yeah. how did this collab happen because <laughs> there's a i'm thinking like there's a Modi man, Samuel man, <laughs> they walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> they <to> <laughs> walk into a barbershop. <laughs> walk into a barbershop. Uh, how, how did this collaboration happen and talk about like when you guys first met and you didn't even like him.
2: So there's like there's always um there's 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 always three sides to every story, right? Like, and that goes for truth or anything. Um there's his side, his side or her side. And then there's the truth side somewhere in the middle. Um so i i d- I was fishing to the barber game um political w what he had massive name, you know, like so I was like man, I can't wait to meet Bledi and he's twenty minutes away and in and in, in the next town um anyway I went with my um my old boss Kerry, to this um to this um rugby game, and then we met each other, and I was I was sort of like man, it's too cool for me't <laughs> really." So, you know. uh, tell us, tell <laughs> us, please, tell us. What, what, what,
3: what was it? What was the reaction? What was the interaction? Oh, tell us also.
2: Sort of, you know, you can just tell when someone's sort of just snobbing you, you know. Like. Oh, oh,
0: oh. But I had the same thought in my head because he, uh, he was standing like that with his shades on. And I was like, "Oh, this guy thinks he's the man." <laughs> so when we went to go and shake hands, it was like a jellyfish handshake.
2: <laughs> just fingertips. <laughs> <fingers>. Yeah, figurative <laughs> <laughs> but then, but um, you know, after 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 that, I um, I think I was about six, um, nine months maybe, into my barber journey, and as uh, and I was thinking, I was the man, you know, like yeah, I'm like I'm killing this, I'm um, like, but bar- that's just how I think. And um, anyway, this this barber competition, could bar- barber wars, it was happening in um in Auckland. <coughs> I thought, man, I'm going to go compete in that, c- compete in that competition. Um. So I just did, I just jumped on the plane, went up to Auckland, um, linked up with our um, other bravia who's part of our um, Trilogy Barbie um, Expo, who's mm-hmm. helping us run it. And um, then we, we, we went and competed and Polito was a judge. And um, so I showed up and then the man asked me for a photo. And I was like, oh, you'll literally yeah. finish the story. So, at that point,
0: <laughs> so when when, because I've I, I've already been in competitions before so when I seen Jabez at the competition you know, I know Napier is a long way from, you know, to, to travel to Auckland and this guy was by himself and he was wearing his shop t-shirt so I knew he was being loyal to his boss so that's um, every barber shop owner's you know, perfect employee um, and he was um, putting himself on the spot being vulnerable to, you know the judges in the competition so I saw a lot of myself in him so immediately you know, after the jellyfish handshake, he earned he earned my respect straight away because I, you know, like I understood what he was going through the pressure of of going into competitions, putting yourself out there because no one wants to, you know, like look them, be embarrassed up on the stage. So yeah, straight away just like can I have a photo, man. You're the man. And that's where it started. And then I know, yeah,
2: then I know, yeah. jumped on stage to the competition, and I was thinking leading up to the competition, I'm thinking. I mean, how? Doesn't know you're gonna get nervous. Let's well, just cut in here. <laughs> like, how, how could you get people keep asking you? Think you're gonna get nervous? So I'm just cutting in here. Do that every day. And, you know, jumped on the stage as soon the moment the clock started. <laughs> man, <or just> sh- <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I remember, plenty walking past with this um, piece of budget, <laughs> <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs> you know? Oh man, I nearly, I nearly, I nearly quit that. I nearly quit that competition. We did three haircuts. The first two, and I just couldn't stop shaking the whole time. Started getting real down on myself. I'm, like, I'm just, I'm just gonna tap out. And then um you know, Tonga brother V was like, "Bro, just you're gonna regret it if you don't, um, if you don't finish it. Just get up there and do it." And then I found this dude with a, with a mullet, and that's my, that was my thing. So I just jumped back up. And I was like, "Yeah, I got this. Let's give him a fire And and then yeah, we we had a bit of a party at Mister Barber, local barber school in Auckland. There after the show and then the relationship was kept building from there
0: yeah. mm. but the thing that um so we obviously you know squashed our beef at the party but <laughs> the thing that um really inspired me about jabez was how we were kind of standing there and he looked at me and he goes so what's what's next wow I'm like, this guy's different
1: mm. Yeah, you know, we had a conversation earlier and um it'd be cool if you could share it about like how you mentioned that Jabez cha- has changed the game oh, for for sure. Yeah. For
0: sure, um, I've been in the barber game for you know a while now, and it's quite traditional. You know, it's quite repetitive. Other than the, the mm-hmm. hairstyles and that, the, the industry has its own culture. Um, but when this guy rocked up, you know, it's like he blew everyone out of the water just mm. by being his genuine self, yeah. like authentic self, um, making the the mullet cool again. You know, like mm. and, and having his own swag, his own terminology as well, and it's different. But the big thing um, that everyone knows him uh, knows him for was trying to raise the value um, with the prices that we charge because mm. you know a lot of the barbers just you know got skills but are, are only te- charging ten to twenty dollars. Uh, yeah, how much are you charging, now? Uh
2: dollars sev- now, but I started <laughs> out at started straight out started up. out at twenty dollars, just like every like everyone mm, else.
3: Straight up, I loved it. I loved it, I loved it. The, yeah, the, yeah. the value, the value. The, hey, you put a number to your 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 talent, your skill, and you have to. In this day and age, yeah, you, know, you know, people are like, "Oh, and yeah, That's like how we yeah. are in terms of our culture you know, as, yeah. as a people. Oh, that's no, right, that's right. Also, right. you know, ten dollars, whatever you can give. But the craft, yeah, man, you you guys have refined your craft, uh, and that's a that's a talent in its own. And so, I love the fact that you say, "Hey, the value of should be this seventy bucks." People are like, "Hey, what the heck, seventy bucks?" Yeah. But bro, if that's your talent and you believe in your skill, one hundred percent. That's how it should be man and it might be more next week eh? yeah well uh, yeah it'll be hundred soon
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing with job is like he's only been in the game for four years i've been barbering for you know over 10 years mm. and it was hard for me to put my prices up from 15 oh, to like 20 wow. 20 25 but i felt like that was part of my culture my culture as well like mm. you know being humble like okay cool i'll take the you know the 15 dollars, or i'll take the 10 fish that you're coming with like wow. it's all good but then. He's challenged me to push, you know, you're, you're worth it. Your skills are good. Charge 50. Oh, so the first day so I charged 50, you know, he, he messaged me. He's like, congratulations, bro. I'm proud of you. Wow, That's awesome. So I just want to
2: jump in there. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just in case there's any barbers out there that are watching. Mm. Um, I did start at $20 and I moved from 20 to $25, 25 to $30, $35 to, 30 to 35 35 to 40 40 to 50 50 to 70 I was shit scared every time, <laughs> you know? So, um... Don't be scared. You're always going to find new clients. Um, You're going to lose some. That's the goal. You want to lose some because we've we've only got one body. It it can wear you out cutting hair. Um, And not not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally. Mm. You're taking on a lot of people's um, stuff all day, every day. And it it can drain you if you're trying to do 20 haircuts a day. Mm. Mm. You know, so that's why I'm so big on just raise your value, you're going to lose people you're going to get new people that respect you they respect your time they respect your value and um you can lower your you can lower your work, workload you know work work smarter not harder mm. oh,
1: how do you know when was the
2: right time to raise your prices um so w- 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 works like this like um works on um supply and demand right so you mm. the very first thing you've got to do is you can't you can't just go raise your price straight yeah, away
4: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's like. yeah. <laughs> why so I know yes. when, when
2: barbers asks me like i'll give i'll give a certain different answer to mm, where yeah, they at yeah. what stage they're at in their career yeah mm. some of the guys that are just getting started they're already talking about price i'm like bro you shouldn't even talk about price <laughs> yeah. you, should, you should focus on building your clientele and having an overflow of clientele um you want to get to the point where it's annoying like there's so many people hitting you up for a haircut you, you just can't fit them in mm. And every time that happens, you raise your price. Some people are going to drop off, yeah. and then it's going to be steadier. And then you rebuild, and you just rinse and repeat. So every time every time the demand um, exceeds the supply, the supply is how many heat cuts I can do a day. The demand is how many people want a heat cut from me. Every time it exceeds it, I'm going to raise my price, drop the demand, and then and then do the same thing over and wow. over. Man, that's oh, what oh, I was really yo, yeah. was You're you, you,
4: you 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 the game. You're
2: the game, hey, it the same, the it game this, man. it was the same, with the same. You know, when I was when I was stacking six hundred boxes in there. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, it would have been hard for you, like <laughs>
2: okay. always coming second.
1: <laughs> <boxes. laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but hey, oh, man, that's nah, cool. I gotta, I, um, I gotta give it to you. <laughs> you know,
2: you told me you told me a lot about them um, <laughs> about um, taking bulk orders. <laughs>
1: Shout out to everyone still at Cook and um, not only Brisbane but in New Zealand. <laughs> taught me heaps, gave me my first life skills. But man, I love it. I just it's almost like I'm listening to a masterclass. Like, yeah, um, yeah. yeah bro. I'm looking forward to your guys' um, expo tomorrow. You, you able to talk more about the how the trilogy came about and and more about um, yeah, the so expo tomorrow.
2: So um, how how it all come about? Me like me and whipping. Ever since that um, bubbles, there's been so many. Anytime there's a barber in a pen, we're there. We'll just, we'll just show up, you know, and we'll never get paid. Like it's all like investing in ourselves, mm. um, like like connect connecting me to a lot of people within the music industry. Like I've had opportunities to go backstage and cut artists that he's been doing for years. Um, like the days, so, man. <laughs> my my favorite bands, my favorite bands, Lab. So yeah, oh, LAB? nice, so, so LAB. So, um good vibes in napier the boys were like come cut the house. i was like yeah. so i just jumped on and they were going to do them and i just jumped on palladium my, my other program dj kg i just jumped on i was like no, i'll come with you um i was hoping to cut lab that day but i didn't get to my um I was lion reese and charlie put and um yeah I, I didn't even know who does a cool story i didn't know who charlie was <laughs> so, okay he's like he's like oh he goes like um okay let's go to this room cut up and I was, like, oh, sweet, so I just went in there, started cutting them. cutters here, this guy comes in you' can Johnny's here, and then um afterwards I was like, yeah, I'll we'll get some video- um, some content from my instagram, and I was like looking at the looking at the lineup there was no there was no three houses down on there. It just said general fire must be must be eighteen fourteen so I grabbed my camera <laughs> I was like. Funny, oh. just, just, just just cut up the brother Charlie from 1814. Oh. The whole the whole oh, room, the whole bands in there, junifiers in there. They just erupted oh, laughing. Oh man, <laughs> did, they, did they think you were kidding or just? Yeah, they thought I was kidding, but I was re- I was real. Re- <laughs> oh man, shout out to you, Doko. Shout Doko, shout Charlie.
0: But that was your like most viewed video, eh? yeah,
2: at the time, yeah, yeah. But so anyway, like I was like, man, I want to cut Leb. Um, you know, we, we ended up going to um, good vibes and um oh no, it was here at Hawks Bay, there's a venue called Black Barn, it's like a really dope outdoor venue. Um and they were playing there. Please was cutting i'm um, one of the band members from LAB <laughs> and I seen him, I was like, Oh, I missed him. I was at the I was at the gig just just watching and then he's like, Oh, let's come come link up. And then we, I went over to have a chance like want to go backstage I was like hell yeah I want to go backstage <laughs> so then um he's like just follow me act like you're supposed to be there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we just walk we just walk up to the school I got the man gives him a drink goes, oh you look thirsty because <laughs> him my drink and then lets us through just walk through and then then I'm watching Lab from on the stage um just and I was just buzzing out like you could just feel the energy from the crowd and I was like Oh, this is amazing! me. <laughs> Clearly wow, wow. went home went home to his wife, so he like <laughs> I was like, Man, much respect to you, but I'm staying here.
0: <laughs> I was just like, Oops, just stay there till you get kicked off
2: <laughs> And so those are the kind of opportunities um or stuff that we've done. We've done other events as well, um, within the barbering industry. And um yeah, last year, um Via the other um, brother that we've been talking about, he messaged he messaged us and he's like was you want to put together um, an education tour, mm. and um, well, like, we were going to do an education tour together anyway. Yeah. Well, why not? Like, it's another goat in the industry, so why not? Um, why not team up and then I'll let you take it from the else.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, like has mm-hmm. mentioned, we were we were visiting, um, attending lots of barbering um events, and yeah, we were keen to. Well, we linked up with Via, um, got our plan together, and we. We, we came up with the name, or oh, Javi's came up with the name Trilogy, and Trilogy represents the three different styles of, of, of barbering. So you've got traditional, um, urban, and then contemporary. So I'm I'm, I'm obviously urban, <laughs> The also is contemporary and there's a traditional. So that's our, our flavors of barbering, and that's the Kiwi flavor of of, uh, of barbering in, in the industry. But yeah, we traveled the North Island, with a sold out tour, um, and yeah, we had a lot of fun. We learned along the way as, as well. But yeah this mm. guy's the man with the marketing Man, so, man. man at marketing
2: I was like you, you know in that time space before I started barbering and I'd come back to New Zealand, I was just um you know like studying studying marketing studying studying that kind of thing before I'd even picked up the clippers so once once the transition once I picked up the clippers, it was easy to just think in in yeah, that certain yeah. way that's that's,
3: that's beautiful man. I'm just thinking as well, because there's a lot of guys out there, young, young cats out there, like, hey man, I'm, I'm good with the clippers, I can cut. And I think a lot of guys might get caught up with the, you know, the, the look of, the image of, I'm a cool barber, I can yeah. do the lines and all that kind of stuff. But just hearing what you're saying, uh, Jabez, in terms of, hey, before even saying getting on the clippers and, and becoming a barber, you're already thinking of marketing, you're thinking of, oh, ahead of the game. And so how, how important is that for these young cats coming up in terms of hard work? Instead of you kind of you know the image of i'm a I look cool as a barber but tell 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 us some of, tell some of these young cats or even some of the older cats like how important
2: is hard work in, in the in the game yeah it's um it's 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 it's, it's super important especially uh, especially from a branding standpoint like or um you're only gonna be as successful as how many people know about you mm. um so the the whole goal is is to build a, as a barber your whole goal is to build a clientele. Um, because then you have a steady income. None of none the majority of us uh on a commission, so fifty percent of the haircut goes to the shop, fifty percent of the haircut goes to the barber. Um that's how most people start out in the industry. So you gotta imagine you're starting out, you might do two haircuts that day. If those two haircuts were twenty dollars each, you made forty dollars forty dollars, well you've got to split that with the shop. Um and so the goal of the barber should be initially to build a clientele. You do that by making people know who you are. Um, being in the shop is another big one. Um, people don't realize how um, yeah. Once you evolve in your career, you can move in different directions, but you need to be in the shop at the start and be on the broom. Eh? I Maybe mean, you just um, gave some of that advice today about the broom. I talk about the broom.
0: Yeah, the broom. <laughs> the broom it keeps you grounded. Keeps you um, in the learning state. So. Uh, there's a lot of lot of barbers who are coming through and they, they never grab the broom, they'll just kind of sit on their phone and scroll. But like what <laughs> yeah. what the broom teaches us is just to be humble and ready to absorb, you know, new information or new knowledge from the from the senior barbers. So yeah, it's just, you know, you've got to start from the bottom. It's <laughs> these levels, yeah. Yeah, there's levels out. So
2: you're, you're like in a live tutorial, right? Like you're just on the yes. broom. But because you're doing the job that that barber's going to have to do for them, they're more likely to want to be like, bro, this is how I do that. Mm. This is how I do this um by if you're just sitting in the corner on your phone like they're not going to help you you yeah. better help yourself problem.
1: why is it important for you guys to do these workshops across new zealand especially um as maori and pasifika
0: i want to jump in there and, and say something about jabez oh, yeah. <coughs> jabez is like mm. even though he's very new to the the industry and um with him when he gains knowledge or learns something new mm. He doesn't always, he doesn't keep it to himself he wants to share it to the world what and, and for free mm. but it's like he wants everyone to win yeah. and that's one thing that ah. really made me uh Love you know a, uh, or attract more to his energy and l- want to learn about it or if there's like certain barbers who might be beefing he'll go and you know just kind of squash the beef himself and visit both both wow. teams and give them like mm. a, a you know, another perspective so yeah mm. that's why i respect this guy he's just new the new era yeah. of barbering that's cool.
1: Why is it important for you to do that? Like to to give, because you know a lot of people when they learn stuff and they and it's working for them, they want to keep it to themselves. Mm. They want to grow their own empire. Mm. But you're wanting to celebrate and elevate others.
2: You, you know that you're like you understand this feeling when when you're you're going to work every day and, and you're stuck in a box and it's the same thing. <laughs> and and you got you getting told what time you have to be there. You you, you got to ask for time off. Um. I hated that feeling mm. and i know that's that's the reality for the majority of people mm. they're in that space where they've just they've just got a job there's no there's no purpose behind it um they feel like that's the only option mm. and it's not the only option um but so it's oh, my track of the was the question again i was building
1: yeah yeah it was like was it important for you oh, to so, celebrate so, others so, <coughs> the,
2: the, 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 so because I know they're feeling so well um, and I know what it feels like on the other side yeah. I just I just I just want to give to those people and help them get, get out to the other side you know same with barbers yeah, that are yeah. up and coming This why I'm, that's why I'm passionate about us raising our value industry wide mm-hmm. um, because I I know what it's like when I come to the barber and it's like what like, we're doing this thing we love mm-hmm. and we're making less than minimum wage mm-hmm. you know like this doesn't make sense
3: yeah wow
1: that's cool you know like um the barbershop culture is massive overseas and and i just um it's quite big for us as well in, in our culture especially the hood the <laughs> culture. When we go into a barbershop and we know what it's like you know we can sit there for, for ages and the conversation like you you see um the normal faces um The barber shop. The barber knows you. Um, How different are we from the? How unique is our culture, and how different is it from overseas? Is it different?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot different. Currently, the only opportunities for us is to cut behind the chair. That's one of the things that we're trying to change. We're trying to create other opportunities, opportunities for barbers to go into education opportunities for barbers to do what we're doing tomorrow having them on a platform Mm. sharing what they know because there's so much talent Mm. um in new zealand like you've got all these big clipper companies and um you know and and the in the other countries they'll sponsor the they'll sponsor the barbers and 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 they'll help them with their careers but because our market's so small no one really cares um so we just decided we need to do something about that for ourselves in and we'll just put on our own experience and we'll put we'll put the spotlight on our barbers um that's cool and then that's all yeah
0: yeah yeah um in terms of are we the same um i feel like we have our own flavor yeah yeah our own style um a lot of the barbers international they 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 really Mm. focus on um enhancements like If they don't have a bed, then they'll paint it. Just the (laughs) the American, just jump in,
2: that's that's only in America.
0: Oh, America, sorry, America. Yeah, well, you know, for us, we we focus on our talent and our skills, so. And part of this expo is to really promote, like what Javi said, was really promote our brand of barbering on an international level. And not only just the barbering, you know, on the client, but the conversations and and the the conversations around mental well being and promoting Mm, those talanoa in the barber shop.
2: We're, we're, and where we believe we set ourselves apart from the rest of the world, um, with Maori um, and Pacific Island culture, is the culture is based on community, um, mm. you know. So that, that's that's where we see. That's why we're bringing everyone together tomorrow. Um, and that's why that's that's how that's how we've sold this. Um, that's how we've sold it. We sold it as guys you've got to come along. You got a network. We need to meet each other because that's how we met. We met at a barbering event. <coughs> all these other people that are on the show, we all met them at barbering events. Um, Sean the barber, Matt Brown. You know, we we met at barbering events, built the community. Now look, the industry's rising.
3: oh man. So yeah, man. That's um. You guys are kind of like, if if you really think about it, you guys are kind of like real real pioneers mm-hmm. in terms of obviously there's been other expos or barber expos. But for, for you guys, for doing it for the Pacifica and uh, and tangata um, whenua, and for barbers, yeah, yeah for and for barbers. barbers, and for barbers, you're you're absolutely right, and so you guys are pioneering something that's um, just just very new, very entrepreneurial. Um, but I, I love the 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 or, the or the conversation in terms of how obviously you guys have put in the hard yards, put in the hard work, but also I'm very interested to hear your thoughts more so in terms of because there's. Like I said, there's some other guys, young cats out there, other barbers out there, even some of the old barbers who've been out there for years, doing doing the doing the mahi, doing the work and all that. But what could you say to to those guys? Because obviously every day is not going to be a good day. You're gonna and you, t- and you mentioned it, but mental health, mental wellness, mental uh, well being. are going to be some days where you're like, oh man, this is just I had enough of this. I don't want to do this. I don't even touch the clippers anymore. I don't want to cut anyone's hair. But what can you say? And what do you guys do? But more so, what can you say to those guys out there or men in general? When you're having a crap day, you feel like giving up on your goals and the dreams and the business and the entrepreneurship that you guys are doing. What do you say to those guys or and how do you cope with like, you know what, I'm not giving up.
2: I'm just going to keep rolling, keep going. Oh, can I just tell a story? Yeah, um, yeah, go on, man. Perfect opportunity um, of their question. You know, it's, it, 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 it's exactly like you say, like, sometimes it's hard to be there. It's hard to show up, you know, especially for me lately, like... <coughs> been going through a, um, a relationship breakdown um been hard to see my daughter um and that's made it hard to show up at the shop mm. you know some days i didn't even want to get out of bed um and then but i have to like those people are relying on me so i have to show up and then i have to cut the hair and i have to put on this you know because they're paying me for the service um so it's not my place to unload my problems on them mm. you know and that that's w- that's because I've only been in the industry four years, like that's the first time I've really gone through that um, mm. whole space, and uh, and it, and it's and it's been tough. I'm lucky to have my also Politi um supporting me, supporting me through it. Um, like man, if he feels I'm if he feels I'm low, he, he's on the phone straight away. Um, but it's been tough to like to just show up for those people that are sitting in the chair when I'm not I'm not there myself, you know. Mm. Um, uh, that, that is tough, and I feel like that's not talked about that much. Eh? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: how
2: yeah. how have you been dealing with it? Um, I've been going to therapy. Mm-mm. So, um, I've been Charles. Nah, I yeah, yeah, cause yeah, yeah, cause yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. that deserves yeah. it. It's, it's, it's not normal yeah. to do that. Also, and, and just no. saying, just just so just so just so we know, too, my therapist is two hundred and ten dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's, just, right. so just that's so well raising a, the, <laughs> don't don't the value. Uh, man. When you guys are coming for when you guys are coming for a seventy dollar <laughs> haircut, hey, that's a that's a deal. Jabba's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The question is, is he worth the value? Oh, sure they. The man, he's so worth it. Like he's yeah, he's, a, cool, he's cool. allowed me to unpack a lot of um, a lot of um, childhood trauma that I'm I'm working up. Grew up in a violent household and watching my mum get getting the shit beat out of her, um, mm. and that taught me that I wasn't safe as a child. You know, so moving into my adult life. Um, and getting into relationships It's hard for me to open up in that relationship mm. Because I'm already on the defense mm. um, I already don't feel safe yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I walk around most, most of the time like that So it's been happening with awareness more than anything you know, I've got to fix the problem myself But I'm just becoming aware of my own thoughts And my own behaviours And, and um, my own triggers That's a big one triggers the things that are and me that a normal person they might not react that same way because of the way i grew up that's that's how i react. you know yeah. i think we all have those certain things you yeah. for our own our own different yeah ah uh, thanks for sharing that also i'm just because you know uh,
1: when we talk about therapy especially in uh, pasifika multi circles and even as men man it's like it's taboo like yeah, it's, oh. we don't go there like, why do you need to and get therapy is something wrong with me or we we're always told oh you need to harden up and deal with um, your issues." and yeah. and how hard was it for you to like swallow your pride or go man i need this was yeah. there people that helped you
2: the, yeah the point that i'm at in my life now it wasn't too hard um oh, okay from the first time i um me and <laughs> went on a road trip the man just started opening up like i've never heard anyone um open up before and i was uh, always talking about um you know being molested as a child and stuff like that um things that um plenty speaks about openly wow. and um and i was just going oh this this is weird like because mm. that was first time someone's ever like spoken that honestly yeah ar- around me you know and then um you know um plenty learned that from matt brown like who's a yeah. pioneer in our industry um from she she's not your rehab and like he he's he's the same way and um been around them it's, a, it's just allowed me to like when it come time to go to therapy I was like you know it was like it was like nothing Palletti was about to start charging me so I had to go <laughs> 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 that's
4: <was> my wife <laughs> that
1: was <not> charging
2: her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's mean and the top deals. it's helped you it's yeah, it's 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 helping it's helping me I would say it's sort of like when you first go to the gym you <laughs> know yeah. you first go to the gym and and it's hard, yeah. and you're not seeing much progress, um, but you are making progress. You just can't see it yet. Mm. Mm. Um, nice. And then it gets to that point where it's just like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. sort of at that yeah. point. No, but I'm going to stick with it.
3: Cool. 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 Ah, nice. Let's hear, you your thoughts on the on the on the same question? Like
0: yeah, oh, for sure. Like for me, I, I try and find <laughs> things that I enjoy doing, but it doesn't always work. So yeah, I. I went and saw a therapist as well. I know, yeah, like you mentioned, wow, wow. It was like it's not normal for us to, yeah. go and, you know, tell all our dirty laundry mm. to someone. But um I moved down to um, Christchurch, and, and for that purpose, wow. When I seen Matt Brown's story on on YouTube, and for me, you know, obviously we we can't talk about it as Simon. You know, mm. it's like it's an embar it's embarrassing and and, and you know you bring fame sorry you bring shame upon your family name and like I understand that pressure Mm. but then what really intrigued me about Matt sharing he was sharing with so much strength and I'm like man how do I how do I get that how do I how do I get the power of healing that he's speaking with because me being you know sexually abused when I was younger or Melissa when I was younger I I was still kind of burdened or trapped by those emotions um, Mm. and I never really dealt with it so I moved down to um, Christchurch and yeah, just hanging around man i got used to those conversations wow. so then returning back home man i was like telling anyone you know just opening up but i feel like um vulnerability really empowers you it's like mm. a strength there's strength in vulner- being being vulnerable um but i still needed the tools to manage yeah. all you know the this new information this new knowledge so going to a therapist was really beneficial for me even just talking um yeah it, it like yeah. you're unloading a lot of weight off your shoulders but then they give you some tools that you can use wow. and, and my now my main um my main um journey now is to give back to my wife because I you know really mistreated her wow. yeah, and now wow. understanding like she was my you know everything and understanding that yeah I was a piece of shit I was an asshole, yeah, I was yeah. a womaniser and you still stood by me you wow. still stuck with wow. me so now I'm gonna give you all those years back and more and I'm gonna like treat you like my queen for till the day I die you know like that kind of that kind of love and the more I do that all the negative you know trauma starts to kind of melt away from me and I can start to really feel the love Mm. not only does my love for my wife grow stronger but the love for myself because I really felt unworthy you know like with my past and now I'm able to to love myself I can love my kids freely you know so yeah it's Therapy is yeah, it's really really um yeah positive. Wow, no, that's so cool. So I like 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 you said
3: freely, just freely be yourself. I think that's a lot of, I think a lot of us, whether men or women, um in terms of being authentic, just being yourself. And I love the fact that you guys feel free, um, just to be who you are. And it's um and a lot of men might be watching this and say hey. Why are these guys going to talk to, to therapists? And it's not normal. Have, you have know, Sushi for Pacific and, and, yeah. um, and Moldy, like It's not normal to go to talk to some therapist. Um, but hey, I think that there's this, this something that we need to learn. All of us, as men, we I need know. to be able to talk. Yeah. Really um, have the talanō, the all, and really be able to be open and honest. And I love the fact that you, uh, Beliti, is like, hey, whatever the road trip you, you guys were going to, and you're, like, you're able to just kind of share everything. Um, and we need to normalize that that kind of um um corridor in terms of let's just hey this is my brother, I'll share with him. And it's and it's hard. It is really hard. I, I can I can understand, I can relate to some some sometimes in terms of people like, oh, I can't really share this. It's kinda awkward. Um, but how how has it been for you two both and to just be are you able to share to anyone and everyone or is it just I'll just, just a, a few, platform. a few.
0: You have to kind of shared it, you know, right, there's a time and place. (laughs) 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 So there's a time and place. Yeah, so you gotta yeah. Gotta understand your surroundings and who you're talking to. You Mm. don't want to say it to like another four-year-old child. So yeah, yeah. yeah, you you understand. And for me, I feel like the more I shared my my story with someone that, you know, needed to hear it or in that safe space. The easier it became, and that's mm. where I felt like that. You know that, um, that yeah, the empowering feeling, yeah, and becoming free from it. Well
2: mm. for, for myself, I um, nice. I I use my social media a lot to like mm. just voice whatever's going on on my going on on my head. Um, you know, so, but it's not that hard. doing that isn't that hard. I'm kind of talking to myself. Like people think in their mind, like I'm real outgoing and and that stuff because I'm so active on social media but I'm just talking to my camera so it's just me and my thoughts and I'm just unloading my thoughts it's not um, that, that's where I do a lot of un, unpacking and just the stuff that I'm going through and as soon as I learn it I'll put it out there you know mm-hmm. and try and release that little bit of whatever's going on inside me
0: yeah, I mm-hmm. just want to mention like just what, um, what Javi said when you share your vulnerability it's like an invitation to whoever's listening to also, you know, share as well. Not not right then and there, but to also feel that it is possible or you are you aren't alone yeah. or you are normal. It's the big one, yeah. eh? You're not alone. Mm. You're, you're not alone, alone. You alone, you are normal. But like it's all good yeah, if you've been abused. It's <laughs> like yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: And it's easy to like you know, when when you're like looking at people on social media, everyone's posting their highlights oh, and yeah. it's easy to go, like, man, that guy's got it so yeah, good. Like yeah, yeah. their relationship's so perfect or you know, and then you're thinking in like, this just can't get my life together yeah. mm. um, so that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, just,
0: I'll just and it's Matt Brown one thing that I really learned from Matt Brown was removing the mask like removing your mask because a lot of us are just walking around you know pre- pretending to be you know the, have everything all perfect and I feel like that's a big thing in our culture as Samoan like the pride
4: mm. and, and
0: I feel like mm. that pride was the mm. thing that killed my brother Somi because wow. he was too Proud to be, like, hey, mum, I'm feeling sad. Can you help me? But he, you know, he felt the pressure to. He felt it was easier to just kill himself rather than just talking about it. So I love what you brothers are doing as well. They're creating this wow. safe space for us to tell more hmm. safely, and you know, empowering each other.
3: Yeah. Well, well, let's 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 talk about that because I think that should be um. That is one of the that's that's a massive killer in terms of our people pride. You know, very prideful people, but um. How, how, do we, how do we tackle that? How do we, in terms of men, also men and our people, how do we tackle that pride? How do we let go of that or bring that mask down? What, yeah, what do, what do we need to do?
0: Oh, I wouldn't have the answers, but like I'm surely working on it. I'm working mm. on myself and just really, instead of focusing on other people's, you know, like imperfections, just focus on yourself within. I had a conversation with um, one of the, souls at church, um, and he said, you know, especially in our Simon culture, it's like we're all like crabs in a bucket. When we see someone make it, we want to just dra- mm. drag them back down. And he described it as a curse, like a curse that goes away. You know, this was just his his um, a- analogy. But I feel like what 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 Jarvis is doing, like he learns something and then he wants to share it with the world. Mm. He'll show his you know uh, his blueprint, so to speak. So he's almost like inviting you to come and be successful with And if we could do that, like our... Indian culture how they build up each other yeah, or the, yeah, Chinese the Chinese culture yeah. you know they go and live together and build you know, build up their business and then move on like mm. I feel like that could be some way you know a chance of us to change or break that cycle
1: mm. wow yeah because yeah I love what you guys are modelling like in terms of encouraging one another and you're doing it communally like uh, with there's yeah like Pete said we sort of like the flip side to that if we're not sharing if we're not um, being vulnerable towards each other we're, ho- we're bottling it up inside and it comes out a different way and we've seen so many men struggle and and I just love like just met like I just met you and you were t- you're real open about some of the stuff and and I was going man that's that, that's that's powerful and I respect that and just seeing the journey of my brother here I haven't seen for over 10 years and uh, oh, yeah. come a long way bro i can't wait to like you're you're taking leaps and bounds you're you're you continue to excel and but no one knows that man this guy was right next to me picking <laughs> and, um, he was picking boxes doing something that he didn't like you know you had to get up for the sake of getting up to earn money now you're you're living your passion um and you're partnered up with other amazing dudes, and I really love that also. So I was real Charles. proud of you, brother. Yeah. Fresh, <laughs> hey, what was it? <laughs> <Elmer>? <laughs> trying to learn, trying to learn. That's so
3: cool, man.
2: But
1: you know the 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 danger of what you guys are doing, because I'm, I'm a bit eeks now, because <laughs> you're raising the prices. Now I have to go and find the guys. <laughs> nah, a, I'm giving these other guys the a,
2: opportunity, eh? Yeah, that, that was a big. a <laughs> um, big hit that I took for the barber. industry. Um, yes. Because you know what, um, what what happened was I was um, I was I had already opened my shop and I was already charging fifty bucks and, and I've got a tipping function on my Fpos machine. Yep. And I just posted this video on TikTok, like not expecting anything to come from it, um, because within the industry, everyone everyone already knew there was never any pushback. Um, and then I posted this one video on TikTok about all the tips and the money I had made that day. And man, it went viral and, and then I just got flooded with hate. Hey, with hate. hate. But then, you know, if someone hates on me, man, that's oh, that's good that's like my biggest fuel. So as soon as they did that, I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep grinding. I'm going to keep pushing yeah. this out there and I'm going to start saying, look, this, this, this is going to be opportunity. Before you know it, like I'm hearing barbers all mm-hmm. over New Zealand saying, bro, like, my clients coming in, and he's going, bro. Have you seen that guy? Yeah. Have you seen that guy charging <laughs> fifty bucks, bro? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a bit of a ripoff. Eh? And the barbers, and the barbers thinking, the barbers thinking, and his head, bro. I want to charge fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's going to be me. That's going to oh, wow. be me soon. And then I've it's been beautiful to yeah. see like yeah. so many people that are that are at that price point now. Because cool. for, for me, I want I want I want um fifty to be the new twenty. No, because no. if you're if you're charging twenty bucks, you're gonna be making less than minimum wage.
1: Yeah, yeah and our wives they are allowed to go get fifty dollar perms yeah, and uh, yeah, way oh more I than that. You know, like <laughs> up to six
2: hundred bucks. You know, like
1: oh, I got the eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
1: so so like like
2: within the um, within the hairdress in, um, salon industry, seventy bucks is like the, that's low. Mm. That's a, that's a, that's a low. Why can't men so we're pay we're, for seventy
1: bucks eh, to look fresh? Right,
2: hundred percent. Like, um, just it's that's mean. It's gonna take time, but it's gonna happen.
1: Yeah. Oh. Mm. So you shared earlier around like when you went to an event and you were up there, and there were you were like one of the only Pasifika up there, yeah. and you're looking at the crowd, yeah. and the crowd was filled of Pasifika
0: Like, can you tell us about? Yeah, that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so for me, like, I. I um, barbers promote their work and you start connecting with other barbers online on social media. So you see these guys doing well on, on social media with, you know, becoming popular, showing their skills, and they're amazing, especially here in Auckland. Um, and for myself, because I was, you know, from Flexmere, no one knows where Flexmere is, I wanted to promote my, my hometown and be proud. Mm. So I had nothing to lose going up against the big dogs, you know, um, Christchurch, uh, Wellington, Auckland, all the big hitters. So when I got got up on stage, I was expecting all these brothers to be on stage with me, but I turned around and I seen them in the crowd. And I'm like, hey, what's what's happening here? And it really made me sad because I was like, bro, why aren't you up here? You know, mm. you're the man. It, it made me sad because, oh, far out. Because easily any of these brown brothers in the crowd could have just won all these competitions. Yeah. But I feel that like there's that block, that block might, might be a mental block or, yeah, it's, it's it makes me sad. That's yeah. why we do want to create this expo, yeah, so yeah. we can just take away that you know that intimidation and, and just create a platform where we can all feel equal and, and showcase our own skills together. You know, like we're all just going to be learning and, and helping each other grow and within our skills as a barber, but also networking with each other as and a community. And this is the
2: first yeah. event that's run by barbers, mm-hmm. hey, because in the, in the past it was run oh, by hairdress- hairdressers. hairdressers. Oh. Um, you know, they were sort of coming over to try and colonize the barbering mm-hmm. industry.
0: Hey. Um, Make money off the barbering
3: industry,
2: yeah, but yeah. So that's our events for barbers by barbers.
3: So you guys are taking it back, eh? Taking, taking it, it back, back taking yeah. it, back. it back. Well, because you, you put a
2: good point, um, Lita.
3: You you said you went to that um expo, looked out in the crowd, all the all our brown faces out mm. there, and you knew some rude, yeah, some amazing cats out there. Bad. So you 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 guys are pretty much outliers in terms of meaning you guys don't think inside the box, and so what made you? out from the crowd onto the big to the stage because like yeah uh, literally tell them because they, like, hey man come on brothers tell oh, them for
0: me because i had lost my 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 bro who taught me how to cut hair john Funui, and um, my brother saw me you know he was the barber and he committed suicide so that fueled my journey and i just wanted to tell their story because their life had ended but then it doesn't have to end there i wanted to honor them so what bigger platform than to come to Auckland and, and jump on stage with a crazy haircut, with a big flex me on my T-shirt and tell my story, represent my hood for my people. Mm. You know, like, that's what inspired me. And, and if I lost, I lost against myself because I was coming as an underdog anyway. You mm. know, I know mm. all these other barbers are, are, are better than me. But I just, yeah, that was my main inspiration was to tell my brother Some and my brother and my friend John Fiona's story and, and keep their legacy going.
2: Just to add on to that as well, we, me, Palidia and I, we're both very creative. Um, so, which means we'll have a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily <laughs> always follow through on those <laughs> ideas. So that's that's um, that's where uh, the strength comes from. Our Tongan brother Via. Mm. Um he's he's real plan orientated, mm-hmm. and he can get us moving and just say, "No, nah, let's do it this way, do that," um, because we'll come mm-hmm. up with the meanest, craziest <laughs> ideas. But when it comes time to take action, you know we we can procrastinate a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, I just want to add that little. Yeah.
0: But we all bring our own strengths. Like, yeah, yeah. like I said, he's the marketing guru. yeah you know, he's organized. Really, you know, um, really business savvy. Mm. Yeah.
2: And, um, and I'm just the wingman. No, please, please like, <laughs> I'm the hype man. Though. <laughs> this, this this guy's um, network reaches you know far and wide into all different types of um, all different types of industries. And that's. One thing that I've been learning, learning from him, is is, is around um, building relationships, and and then um, you know, because those that, that, those people are going to open doors for you one day. Maybe you might not even know you need that door open. Mm-hmm. but if you've got that relationship with that person, then they can open it for you. And that's that's where his his skills, um, man, the the amount of things we were able to pull together just because he's built a relationship with someone in his past. Um, well, this whole event wouldn't have been possible without that It oh, cool.
3: sounds like a working formula because how important is it to have the right people, the right team because mm. like, I, I can imagine probably in the past you probably have worked alongside of some other folks, or some other guys and like oh man this is not going anywhere probably the wrong person but how, how important is it for you in terms of the goal the purpose in terms of what you guys are doing um, to have the right men or right people around you
2: we're also driven um, to raise the bar for the industry, for everyone, not just ourselves. That it's, it's, um, it's easy. We don't need each other to, to get stuff done. We'll just get it done. Mm. Um, but y- you know, like Pled Pili used to have his own barber shop and you know, with staff it can be hard because they don't have that same vision. Not everyone, not everyone wants to get to that level. Some people are just happy to have a job um and that can be quite frustrating yeah
0: i I, I feel like with us because we it might be because we're a lot mature Mm. as well like Mm. you know we're all in our 30s and yeah we all have the same um vision to to raise the bar and and barbering but also give opportunities that we didn't get Mm. give those opportunities to those who are coming up and give them a a, you know helping hand so they can carry on i like i really like what via put up on um one of his stories he said you can't compete against me because i want you to win as well wow. and that really opened my mind and that's what we're all about
2: speaking of raising the bar <laughs> there's this barbie expo in america and like obviously the american industry is way bigger i um, mean and and there's a there's an expo it's actually the biggest barbie expo in the world called the connecticut barbie expo um run by a run by a guy named um, jay majors so we just want to shout out to jay majors, um, we're trying to bring Jay Majors to to New Zealand next year for our, for our expo next year in Hastings. Yeah. Um, so yeah, give him a shout out <laughs> out. <laughs> Shout-out to out out Majors. We're trying to get him as well own mandate, so <laughs> Jay Majors. <laughs>
1: Come on, brother. We'll be in Hastings you know, <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the man's got all the biggest um brands mm-hmm. at, his, at his expo, all the biggest barbers, and it, it, it attracts like uh, 12, 13,000 people a year. So mm. that's that, that's the gold standard for us, and this where we're looking to um,
0: we're gonna shoot for it yeah they've yeah. even got a, a a barber grammys at the expo what yeah grammys.
2: yeah we're actually giving because this, cause this isn't going to go live tonight um i can i can tell you that <laughs> yeah, we we're, we're the actually, plug exclusive plug. Yeah, but exclusive plug we're um. about we're about to give away um three awards um a breakthrough barber award um community a community award for um dedication to the barbering community and then a legacy award um the, the these three awards that we we're giving away next year, it's going to lead into a awards dinner for the whole industry. So, mm. and we're just planting that seed. That's um, cool. Now, mean. and these barbers don't know. Wow. We're about to, uh, so you guys got the exclusive. Well, Ooh. do you want to mention their names now? But yeah, exclusive. <laughs> 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 mention yeah. Them, we, we, we can mention their names. So um. The the, the the breakthrough barber of the year's name's um Tyrone Clark from Cutthroat Brothers Barber Shop.
4: Tyrone. Mm. Um,
2: so Tyrone's on a on a, on a show tomorrow. Um he's opened like three barbershops in the in the last year, like he's just on in Hamilton. Um so and so he's really put a stamp on the industry in the last year, um, on a bunch of awards in this is going to be the biggest one of course <laughs> <laughs> and then you want to just speak on the community award yeah the community
0: that's Maddie. yeah cool, sorry so yeah um obviously this guy's needs no introduction mateo brown um yeah. founder of she's not your rehab and and mm. you know i could say i'm a product of his work as well oh. you know so i'm really yes. honored to be presenting this award to mateo brown for yep, Matt Brown
3: you and
2: so we got one we got one we got one uh one last award and, and um that's a that's a legacy award like someone who's who's been in the game for a long time who's dedicated a lot to the industry um and so that's going that's going to Julie maloney from um maloney's barber shop in you know, he said he's been running his shop for 20 years now yes. and he's mm. always involved in the barbering community and helping out wherever he can. That's so cool. Um, so man. he's getting the Legacy Award.
3: Props to you. Legacy.
2: And then we're going to bust him a massive hucker.
3: <laughs> yeah. well, are we yeah.
2: <laughs> You're leading it. <laughs>
3: well, who's the host? Is it, is it Chris Rock, the host? one day, one day. One day
1: yeah no, no, man, that's awesome. cool, awesome. man. Yeah, well we'll we'll sign some um forms that we won't release any of these names before tomorrow's <laughs> <laughs> <expo>. <laughs> So cool shop brothers. Oh, well, shout out to all the winners. Um when you end up watching this show, we knew first before you did. But um just wanna honor you, so honor the work that th- these brothers are doing and um I love it, man. Let's celebrate and elevate one another, mm. keep on pushing
3: the envelope and yeah. um yeah let's see each other one day
2: 100 100.
3: respect man respect man to you guys Uh, what really fascinates me is yeah sometimes we read a lot of books about other men and other people doing some amazing stuff and amazing feats but we're sitting amongst some some two men who are actually doing some amazing things uh kudos to you guys man props to you guys because i think you know we can read all these success stories and and all these people doing amazing things but you guys are actually doing it and so my th- my question to you guys is like man what's the mindset how do we get to that point Like you said raising the bar what's the mindset for someone and more so for our people and, and men what's the mindset that kind of is like man this is what I, what needs to happen
1: and before you say something like even when, when you don't have it all together like you've just shared yeah. your stories yeah. when you're still going through this yeah. journey what's that mindset <laughs> yeah i just lit up yeah.
2: when you asked that question because on the van on the van right here um Palletti looked at me and he said you know it's crazy to think that we're only just getting started <laughs> after <laughs> everything we've done uh, yeah we're just getting started uh, you know and that's the mindset where have right. always. it's always that mindset yeah. of we're just getting started yeah. um
0: and, and celebrating in between like you, we can go for so long yeah. but then we always try and find time to really celebrate and then let's go again
2: Mm. Man, so you're like 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 other people might think that like because in our minds we're like man it's just the beginning you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah. the vision's so big <laughs> the vision's so big that where we're we at now it's like
0: nah, yeah uh, and there was a time where we sat down in the, in the vietnamese restaurant just writing down some goals That's and, two and years ago now yeah two years ago and, and jabez was able to you know find that piece of paper <laughs> we were just looking at it we're like whoa we've done all of these things but
3: not yeah. realizing so
1: what gets you to this stage obviously you've got a vision you've set goals what what gives you the drive to want to succeed or like do
2: something that no one else has done for 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 me it's um it just comes back to like going to work Mm. having no purpose and just hating hating um hating being there so like everything that we're doing and everything that i that i that I'm ever doing is to help other people get out of that spot. Um, so that's what's, that's what's driving me. That's what gets me up out of bed in the morning. Um, yeah, what about yours?
0: I just had a little sensitive spot there. Um, for me, so many years because <clears throat> it stemmed, I feel like it stemmed from being sexually abused as a young kid. And I always struggled with my sexuality and, and relationships uh, in my childhood to the point where I had kids out of wedlock, or I had kids with several baby mums, and I probably, you know, Mm. and that was my struggle, was not being able to take care of my my responsibilities. And I was a deadbeat dad for a long time, Mm. you know, just being useless, like bumming off my parents, you know, asking mum for money, you know, for smokes or going for drinks. And I always felt guilty thinking, man, like, wonder if my kids are eating today and I'm so useless. So I was, I'm really hard on myself for that. And I feel like now that I'm finally, you know, my shout out to my wife, she pretty much saved me. Mm. Uh, she, she, you know, she took me in broken, but anyways, but like uh, my wife has really helped me untangle all my, my thoughts. And even though I'm happy with my family, I still, still feel unworthy mm. because there's my kids out there that haven't got a father. And, and you know, while I'm being happy here with my family, that drives me because they must hate me for not being mm. there. And what drives me is is to build, you know, s- something good for them to hopefully one day be proud of me. And that's why I'm never um, content with like, hey bro, you're like famous, or you came on this and you did that. And I'm like, nah, until my kids are proud of me, then I'll be all good. You know? mm. and hopefully one day I'll be able to salvage those relationships and, and be there for them, you know. Um,
3: that's when I'll be happy. Wow, I guess you said the the word content. I think a lot of people get caught up with uh, the success, and you said we're just getting started. Some people start and they get one one kind of successful kind of um, rating, and then oh yeah, and we just kind to of stop there. And I think that's the trap. Eight the trap is to be content. You think oh I've made it, I've arrived. I love the fact that you guys are just getting started. You guys are still pushing through, um, but also you you're saying also, Blitzy. Uh, uh, you feel unworthy. I think there's there's a lot of times in our own lives we feel unworthy in terms of uh, what we've done in the past and just revisiting the past. But I love the fact you saying, "Hey man, that's 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 the past. This is new, the new me. I'm just going to keep going." And so, just brings me back to uh, how much of that in terms of forgiveness is, has been important for you. Yeah, that's been
0: massive. It's been really hard um, to to forgive myself and and to project all that love back into myself because you know the unworthy feeling and the guilt as well um it's still something that i'm working on and working through the therapy Mm. and a lot of my you know issues i i I always took it out on my my wife but that's not her responsibility you know like how uh, matt says she's not your rehab you know He's not your rehab. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I need to take ownership of my actions and what I, you know, inflicted upon, you know, it's self-inflicted. Not the trauma, like I, I've forgiven, you know, I've forgiven the person that did that to me or the people that did that to me. So I don't hold that energy. For me, I've just kind of focused on what I need to to do to get, you
2: know, to that next level. So yeah, still still
0: trying, still healing.
2: I'm so. I'm actually just experiencing that same guilt that um, police feel feeling mm. at the moment, but mm. with my um, baby girl, she's about five months old now, and I haven't really had the chance to be in her life. And um, I want to, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to make things work with her mum, like so I can see her. Um, but this has been the toughest thing I've ever had to personally go through. It's mm. um, straining, It's an emotional roller coaster as a father. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to be there And I'm there for my elder girl That makes it even harder Because I know what it's like um, Like we got the tiredest relationship Me and, JL, and um And so then there's more guilt right Because I'm with her And I'm giving her everything And I can't even get to the point Where I can see my other girl you know, On a consistent basis And um, you know that's that That's done more to me in anything any trauma I've ever experienced wow. um, not no. being able to be there um, for my girl and that's that's the reason that's the real reason why I'm in therapy at the moment mm. it's to um, it's to try and work through that somehow yeah wow that's deep oh, that's, that's deep thanks uh, for
1: sharing that brothers I know. so <laughs> it's a journey mm-hmm. um and just hearing you guys like share your hearts and some of the struggles you guys are going through, like, um, yeah, I can't imagine what you guys are going through. Um, one of the, our guests last week, he, he runs the Kiwi Daddies page, mm-hmm. and we had asked him like, what's one of the um, common issues that our men are facing, especially on that page, and he said it's access to their kids, mm-hmm. and just hearing you now, and um sort of going through the same thing like hopefully yeah uh, do you i'm just wondering other than therapy are there any other brothers that are going through a similar situation that you reach out to that um sort of supporting you and giving
2: you tips or um like i said plenty Pil- Pil- has been my biggest support it's you got to um, be really careful in this you, situation yeah. of who you take mm. advice mm. from because. Yeah. A lot of people have been through that process and they've become real bitter. Yeah. I'm trying to stay away from be- becoming that way I'm trying to stay away from like um going the lawyer route and then we just f- we're just fighting. I don't wanna hate yeah. My um daughter's mum. Um I still love both of my both of my baby mums. I'm not in love with them. Mm. But as mothers I s still got a deep caring for them. My my I never remember my dad and my mum being together. Um and I, I heard all sorts of things said about my dad. I never once, my dad never once said anything bad about my mum. Wow. He always said, "Son, I still love your mum. Just mm. didn't work out. I still love her." Um, so for me, it's really hard to like, to like go down that route, and because I don't want her to, um, you know, go go through, go through any bigger struggle than she needs to. I just want to see my daughter. Mm. Um, so I'm yeah I'm just trying to work on um am my own triggers because yeah. um we're this type of people that just trigger each other mm. um so it can be hard to communicate when you're like that um, and that's been um one of the biggest things I've had to admit to myself lately that I'm part of the problem well. it's not all her you know I'm part of it as well it would take two people it always takes two people right so um yeah, that's been that's been the toughest thing. But I feel like that's what's going to get me to where I want to, be because I don't want to. I, w- I don't want to um raise my daughter when I eventually get her, and I will. Mm. will yeah, this mean. I don't. I don't want to raise her in an environment where I'm just so bitter with her mum mm. that I'm going to um, plant those seeds into her, or you know, or that her mum's going to plant those seeds into mm. her. And then she feels like she's in the middle. I don't want that situation at all. I don't have that situation with my um outer skill, like me and her mum. We get on super well, everything's easy. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what I'm I'm striving for in it. But it's hard. It's, yeah. Much respect, man. Yeah.
3: But you can't you can't deny the fact that you are you're doing things. so you you are, you're doing you're actually doing some amazing things. Uh, right now um and it just serves and thank you for being honest that's some raw stuff and and for you to say that uh to the cameras and on the podcast you know hopefully um your your missus and
2: and your little girl may be listening and watching this and so broke the ladies had to listen to all of this you know like but since since before i met her because i was i remember when i was telling you man i want to get me a a partner like i got to that point where i was ready to have another partner (laughs) careful what you wish for. Take it easy, man. Take it
0: easy. Be careful what you wish for. And you know, so then I got
2: in that relationship, And then we're just trickering each other, and I'm like, Whoa, you know, what's going on? Like, I, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know I had not healed from all these different things. You know, like far around. That's uh, a process. Yeah.
0: And I have to be careful as well because when he's telling me information about you know situation, I have to be careful because I'm quite biased to him, you know, on his side. I'm like, nah, she's just being this. (laughs) So I have to be careful that I don't give him the wrong. Comes back to that three sides (laughs) to every story. (laughs) Their feedback. That's powerful. I love the relationship. I love the safe space.
1: I love that um, you guys are able to journey alongside each other, and we don't have it. None of us got it all together, but it's a journey and I, I just pray that um because one of the most powerful things for, for all of us is, is hope and like yeah. you can almost like just give up um yeah. and I just hope you continue to hope also and just know you've come this far already yeah. in the, the same journey with your, your your kid as well and um yeah I, I'll continue to pray for you also and I know that um you're doing everything right. You know, have got the right people around you. You know that hurt people hurt people 100. and you're mm, staying away 100. from that. Mm, and, yeah. Much love, there's um
2: there's actually this there's actually the saying um that we got that come about on our tour last year and we went to our first show and Palletti had gout. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's why I didn't touch <laughs> the
0: not, not, yeah, not Hurt
2: people, hurt people, hurt not people. Only,
0: so <laughs> some
2: not only in not only in um not only in his toe, <laughs> but also in his clipper hand. Oh. <laughs> um, so, you know, he had to go and cut. Oh. Like, how's it going? He said, Never fold. <laughs> Never fold. And then um and then we we um we did our Napier show mm-hmm. and um um Paletti was late. Like, oh, that's nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> so I came him like, Oh, I'll be there soon. Oh sweet. So you come come along to the show. Um Doing a doing haircut So what we, what we do Is just cut here And break down The techniques What we're going through So we're going through Is doing the haircut And I'm breaking it down And then um, I'll let you finish That story <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Yeah uh, So I Did my demonstration Because I knew I had to get through it. Otherwise um, I wouldn't have been able to After I had announced it, You know um, So As I was finishing up um yeah i just said to the crowd um two hours ago um i had just lost my brother in the car crash i just you know came from the hospital and, um for me my safe space is cutting here and when i found out that my brother had passed away i just needed to get those clippers of my hands mm. So as soon as i got to the um to the tutorial I knew I had to just get through my haircut you know just don't say anything just get through and I didn't tell the usos I didn't tell anyone I just held it yeah and until I was finished and then yeah that's where the you know the the phrase for our trilogy came is mm. never fold. never fold. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. got them um, tattooed on my arm yeah oh um, yeah, uh, yeah is that um Sumi oh this is Philly. Oh, so this oh, is my second oh. brother that passed oh so Sumi committed suicide in 2012 and Philly yeah died in the car crash last year oh man so mm. sorry and then the mm. man just
2: the man just kept going like we finished our tour we still had a few more cities to go and mm. never fold yeah.
0: so yeah we um when my brother passed uh, that was a show in Napier but we had another show the next day in Tauranga mm. and I knew I just wanted to be in that positive energy with the Usos uh in uh, the toko so I went to Tauranga <laughs> while my oh. family was just so yeah, yeah. yeah I just always feel good when I'm in when the, when I'm cutting here yeah can't can't preach it <laughs> so yeah I gotta, yeah gotta, gotta it's
3: s- true man speak my, my my truth because yeah that's um that's a very popular um. obviously it's popular down in Hastings and flaxmere uh it's just as popular up here in, in auckland the uh, the saying of the our young men our youngins are like oh never fall yeah. never fall <laughs> um but sometimes they never fought is for something that's um that's negative you know but uh but t- yeah. we'll, we'll explain we'll explain to some of our, our young men out there because they'll go oh never, f- yeah never fall in it's gonna, gonna oh, yeah, yeah. bash on and fight explain to them how, what does it look like for you guys in terms of positivity
2: oh, you know we, it's just like sometimes you'll get to a point for instance here's a good example This is so we're putting our event together and we're like oh we're going to need a liquor licence <laughs> none of us have ever applied for a liquor licence before um, and it's quite a lengthy process uh, we didn't have time so we didn't have all that all that um, time to wait because it's like you've got to wait 20 working days plus another five if the approval from the venue. Then you've got to have all these other things in place food, signs, um, all this other stuff. And then paperwork. Hey, we're. Us two are not big on filling out paperwork. So. and I said, no, I can't fill out that paperwork. You go, I'm gonna, I'll give you a call and let you know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But. There's
3: a level
2: folded i fold, 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 fold the it. paper. I'll <laughs> fold um, the paper. So, so the, for, you know, you know, you know, you know pledy was going through through his struggles. He took on that um, ownership of that role to get the license. And he was going through through some struggles. Like maybe let's get a caterer. We've got a <laughs> license. I can't afford that. It was like never fold. You know, so it's like yeah. it's just like never folding on things that are going to help you get to where you're trying to go. Yeah. Because a lot of people yeah. do like they'll be like. That moment is too big to to yeah. Go over or go around um, I'm just going to quit
0: Yeah yeah. I, I really like what I've seen one time When um, <laughs> The analogy of a kid Like when a kid's trying to walk The whole family's like Yeah keep walking Or you know celebrating every step When they fall over They stand back up Everyone's like yeah But once they get a bit older And they're like Oh yeah I'm going to go um, You know to university And then it's just changed mm. you know, Everyone's like Don't waste your time Go get a 9 or 5 But it would be amazing If our families You know Or if we Could still Continue to celebrate That person Like yeah go do it You know With that same energy Um, Yeah It's just It's sad When we grow a bit older Everyone starts Mm -hmm. to Kind of like Be influenced by The negative things And just start Doubting each other
2: True That doubt That doubt Is planted in you It's planted in you um, from, From a young age You know Like I used to hear my nan saying, "Money doesn't grow on trees," you know. S- just little things like that—they're—they're they're, they're planted in you. You can unlearn those things. You can mm. you can unlearn them, um, but you have you just have to go out there, seek that knowledge, and try and unlearn them. I've been trying to unlearn them myself, you know. Like, um, yeah, I'm trying to raise the bar on how much how much we charge. But I I I grew up in poverty. Like I, we were poor, yeah. Yeah. you know. So, um, a lot of the things, the beliefs that we have. They, they 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 come from a young age, or the people around us. You know, there's that quote about um, you are the five people that you hang around. Mm. You know, and it's so it's so true. You just think about the people that you hung around. At, at um, you know, used to hang around Charles. that <laughs> so was the man at picking. <laughs> <laughs> I was the man at picking co- uh, orders. at Coke. Charles was picking all the bulk orders, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's yeah. it's so true. Um, because the things that you're hearing. You're going to take them on and you're going to start believing them. The things that you say, I am always try to be real intentional about the things that I'm saying as well, because I don't, yeah. still do negative sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah. but when I'm, when I'm doing that, I'm like, man, I'm doing this to myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so
0: cool. There's one thing with, um, especially, you know, I speak, I speak from a Simon lens because I am Simon, you know. The one thing that I feel uh, is kind of challenging is we love to mock Oh. we love to mock oh. each other yeah, tell, you know, us uh, tell us about them <laughs> <laughs> They're banter you know but at the same time at whose expense yeah. and it, uh, and I feel mm. a lot of that uh, has carried on into different spaces and for me uh I really have to try and watch what I think you know I might see someone with a, you know they might be beautiful but they've got one leg but I'll just focus straight away on the one leg and just mm. think something negative so now I'm really trying to change that like rewire my brain and just be like I'll forgive forgive you for thinking that and just try and focus on, you know, the positive rather than the negative. And, yeah, I I guess we just need to, all of us had to try and rewire ourselves Mm, and be mindful of of the spaces
3: that we're in as well. Nice. Never fold, eh? Never fold. Never (laughs) fold. And Uh, this is
1: the washing. Who's... Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you the first Pacifica councillor in Hastings, Flexman?
0: Yeah, uh, in Hastings, in yeah, Hastings, Hastings wow. district.
1: Yeah. So we had um, one of our the hosts on our show um, named Ranji, and he talked about um, just how we blame the systems for certain things, and but um, and how the system is set up for us to be a certain way, mm-hmm. but um, as Pacifica, we sometimes we can sort of become victim to it yes. and blame it Ooh. and then Ooh. just stay at that yeah, in that space but know. um you know being in the position you are what are some observations that you've seen in your district in terms of how the system is set up yeah, or have,
0: yeah. in a positive way or negative
1: positive and negative oh yeah mm.
0: um for me because of, you know like I felt unworthy again in that space wow i felt unworthy even though i was uh, you know um, nominated by my community um i still felt like my point of view wasn't acknowledged or wasn't as important as the other you know distinguished um counselors around the table and that was my biggest challenge was trying to find my voice Mm. what do i stand for what do i speak on and i really had to just focus on what was what did i value from my community the vulnerable people. It's the Basafika. Like our, our Maori councillors were there, so their voice was present. But if I wasn't there, you know, none of our issues would be brought to the table. So that's one thing that I really tried to hang on to was my opinion was different to everyone else's, and that's with my power. That's where I found my power in my voice.
1: Wow. It's just
0: being um, genuine.
1: Like yeah. yeah, yeah. And do you go into their spaces? Sometimes intimidated or feeling like you have to be a certain way, or you going, "This is oh, me." I used You're to ex- be intimidated. I yeah, used yeah. To be
0: intimidated. But um, it, it's uh, yeah, it, it's just been a journey. It's been a journey because I I don't like reading either, and and I don't like I struggled in a one hour meeting, but now we're having like eight to nine hour <laughs> meetings, just sitting there at the table, you know, talking about different topics. But yeah, I try and find where I can fit in and, and where I can push
2: and influence change for the community. From yeah. from day one, though, um, because I've been so close to see their journey, um, Pelletti's walked in how he is, like, he dresses how he is, he walks nice. in with his dickies and his pro club. Nice. And, yeah. nice. and that's, nice. that's, how, that's how he shows up at, at, at the big round table, they got the big round table, everyone else is in suits and, you know, he dresses up, he dresses how he always dresses, how he is in the community. You walk around with this man and flex me, uh, it's, you know you know, like sometimes when you go to a nightclub or whatever and you're with a famous guy and everyone's trying to stop them it's like that but mm-hmm. with the community of Flaxmere when you walk around Flaxmere with this guy so um, he's, he's, he's been himself f- from day one all the way through to now love that can Man. we give him some flowers that's inspiring
1: for for guys like us that um, when we see you like that going to spaces like that having a seat at the table and making things change that inspires us to like yeah i can do that too yeah. so um, much much love, much respect and keep on doing what you're doing
3: yeah much respect also hey but just wanna what has been the the, the difficult part of being in council what's um yeah
0: trying, uh, trying to remember everything
1: and That's a safe answer, too, because you might get kicked out of the <laughs> house. Oh, this is, your, this, is your, this is your first two, mate. First two, first two. oh, oh nice. okay, love vote that. for. <laughs> I love that. Nice
3: one. Well, oh, man, there's so much, um, so much nuggets tonight. Uh, you don't mind if we run it back? Can we Can we run it back? To, um, I like what you said, um, Jabez, in terms of, um, obviously, you're talking to people, you're cutting their hair, and also the value of, of the price now, um. Because you probably, and you will, and you've already talked about, it, you've already touched on some of the hate, and some of the people on online saying why are you doing this, and and people saying all this, all this stuff. But how important for you, for you guys both, in terms of respect, respect of the clippers, respect of the crafts, respect of the people that you're cutting their hair. How how instrumental is that in terms of the work and the, and the passion that you guys
2: uh, do? It's it's everything, like. The, the reason why I do push hard and push my prices up is because I want to respect myself. I want to respect the client. But what happens is, it, let's say I, I was on $20 now and I was cutting the hair. Well, now I'm losing respect for that person because I'm feeling like, oh, I'm just kind of like mm. <laughs> excuse my language, but, um, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I don't want to cut this guy's hair. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's going pay me 20 bucks. Like. Yeah. Um, but um so for in order for me to respect him and to respect myself, so then I start losing respect for myself right because I'm like I man I'm showing up and I'm not you know making me resent this job mm. um but that's on me because I choose where my price is at. I choose where I set that. Um, so that's on me. I just gotta put put it up and put that respect on myself mm-hmm. um, and then and in turn, I'm putting I'm putting the respect on the client because now I'm happy to cut that guy's hair. Nice. I'm happy. I'm trying to give him the best haircut he's ever had. Wow. Until seventy dollars starts feeling like <laughs> twenty dollars, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it's just the same. Just that same process and and um, respect is everything. Like the way the barber industry is moving towards now is towards an a- appointment based. Um, where the mm. historically the barbershop was always walking, mm. which is why the price is so low for a long time. Because you could just, especially before fades become popular, yeah, um, you could just bang out a haircut in ten minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. So you, so bums back then they were probably making good money, you know, because they were just doing ten minutes, boom, one after the other, as fast as they can. That's not what we do. We take our time. We give you the best haircut we can possibly do. We we let people sit in our chair, and unload everything, and the therapist charges two hundred and ten dollars an hour. Wow. So, um. And we're pretty much doing the same kind of thing, you know, like allowing that space. Um, But now um, a lot of barbers work on appointments. I work on appointments. Bleedy works on appointments. Um, So you you need to have um, people respect your shop. Because one problem I did have a lot when I was at $20, a lot of people wouldn't show up. i don't make an appointment, they don't show up. Then you lose money because if you don't do the haircut, you don't get make any money. Yeah. Mm. So you imagine you've got a book day and then half of those clients don't show up because they can't be bothered. Well, then you're already making not much money. Now you're making even less money and you can't replace them because it's too short notice to get yeah. someone else in. Mm. Um, but as I've moved up and as I've um, kept putting respect on myself and on my shop and, and on the industry, um, it's rare that it, that ever happens to me now. You know that's me now that i'm at a higher price point that's rare that people ever treat me that way mm. they treat me with respect now um but that's that's by me filtering out the people that i don't necessarily want to have sit in my chair because i don't want this to turn into like sticking boxes at coke you know mm, man that's me man Weird. um
1: oh man the just my, you know when you go into your barber shops because it sounds like everyone has their own unique style when someone walks into your barbershop, what's the vibe? Or w- what are you trying
2: to... So my, mine's like a it's like, a, so mine's a studio. It's like a intimate one-on-one um, sort of space. So someone can come in and they can say whatever they like. No one's going to overhear what they're saying. Me? That's the, but it's a different vibe to the shop that I used to work in where the other shop I used to work in, it was like a hustling bustling sort of barbershop. All the clients would talk shit with each other. Um, there's a lot more talk around sports and all that kind of thing you know but now because i just work one-on-one with the client like a lot of people just come in and they're like unload their things you know unload their stuff That you know it's but there's like pros and cons to each different yeah. different style like when i was in a barbershop surrounded by other barbers now my ego's involved like, i'm not letting the haircut that's not that great walk out the door because those other yeah, barbers yeah, going to see yeah, it those yeah, other I barbers going to see it and they're going to be yeah. like what was that you know? sometimes, now, sometimes now you know like uh, oh there's the you know I, I don't know i have to there's like a i can just get like it's good enough yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a passing pass. <laughs> how
3: about you so um
0: when someone walks into your barber shop what's the vibe uh, for me because because uh, i'm urban i love hip-hop you know i love the culture of you know rap and all of that stuff so yeah just like was saying about the other barbershop like sports talk mm. especially because i had my two um one, one was my nephew and my other one was um his best friend so we were all Simon so we were always mocking each other mm. having fun you know yeah turning up late <laughs> so that was the culture that we had but uh, as soon as I, I i moved away from the hood not saying that i changed i just kind of like focused more on the 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 client's time and paying them respect that i need to like turn up on time i need to wash my hands if i finish having a smoke or something you know like smell nice and and that that, yeah i started to kind of grow more um in terms of servicing the client versus just you know making a a hangout yeah i
1: like the booking appointment um system because it kills that awkwardness like you know you walk into the shop sometimes and the if the barber knows you, he's like, "Oh, good," yeah, yeah. and then you're like walking past <laughs> everyone, <laughs> or you'll be sitting there for ages. And someone walks in, and they go before you. You're like, "Yeah, yeah you yeah,
2: don't want yeah. you don't want to go. Gee, to, you don't,
1: don't, you <laughs> don't, <laughs> you <laughs> don't <laughs> want to go
2: to the new barber, you know? Yeah, that's the worst, oh, worst, they look worst you, one.
1: they look at you. And go, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's
3: the, that's the worst
2: one, man. I feel so for <laughs> those barbers. Those new ones that come yeah, in. Yeah, oh no, he's like, like oh, he's a, he oh." <laughs> <You> got <laughs> to get used to rejection in our industry like. yeah. Yeah. Gotta get, just got to get used to it. it's going to happen especially when no one knows you yeah. so you got to earn it you got to earn your way oh man yeah oh, you know another another thing when you come talk about talk about experiences being able to charge um more money it's about the experience it's not so mm. much about the product um so what does that look like when that person walk, walks into your shop how are they greeted mm. yeah um man. what does it look like when you're servicing them what are you doing for them? How are you making them feel? It's about selling the feeling. Like You, you want to build their confidence throughout the haircut. And then um, you know, another, another thing that I, that, I, that I like to do is provide a hot towel at mm. the end of every single service. Because I know mm. when they leave my shop, they because like, when you have the hot towel hit your head, it's just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 There's no better feeling because I'm, s- I'm focusing on the feeling and the experience. I'm not focusing on the product gear. I can cut hair really good um but a lot of barbers get caught up focusing on that mm. on the on on the cutting the hair but i like to focus on the experience and that's that's the whole experience from when the client um customer experience starts when they go to book the appointment is it easy you know and then it's easy for them to find my shop is it you know yeah yeah. And then they come in the shop and they get the, the five star experience you know it's mm. not it's, it's not a they walk in and i don't greet them and they feel unwelcome, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I'd say to people that that want to start valuing themselves in charge more money, you need to go to places where they, ex- where they provide that kind of experience because you'll see the difference, mm-hmm. you know, if you go to McDonald's compared to going to, like McDonald's, the business relies on volume, which is like a $20 barber who doesn't walk into like, mm-hmm. smashes through as many as you can, right? Um, if you go to like a fine dining restaurant, the, the experience is going to be totally different. You're going to pay a lot more money. Um, but as a barber, that's the reason why I like the second model is because it's not going to be so taxing on my body. And like, you can't cut hair forever.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, what's a pet peeve? Like one of my barbers, I remember he used to hate when someone would come and they go, Oh, what do you want? in case Oh. oh yeah, that's a good, You
2: know? most, you know, the one that, and they pop their head in and they're like, do you know how to fade? <laughs> oh.
1: Oh, oh, I see that all the
2: time. Oh, man. <laughs> and,
3: then, and then you get a fade, is the face like this? Right? <laughs> uh, the, how does it make you feel when you,
1: after you fade someone and then they get oh face and they walk out and they put their hat back on? <laughs> that's a
2: disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, man. A disrespect, that's a disrespect too. Is, um, you know, especially if the, if you put a lot, of, a lot of time and effort into the haircut and then they just chuck their head on. Yeah, sorry. next time you know sorry. next time you, next time you know if you're, the, if you're that guy you'll get in the hard and fast
1: sorry guys so to all the barbers that i've done that to
3: <laughs> oh man i'll I share an experience i had a few weeks ago just got me my hair my hair cut a few weeks ago and made oh i thought I'd try i tried this do barber i know what let's go to the up in countdown eh? Charles uh, in encounter Monaco. Uh-huh. went out there and i tried it out i don't know uh, tell me if this is true or false if this is a, a new thing now like i was he told me, okay, I asked him, hey, can you, can you do my beard as well? I was like, oh, sweet. So he shaved my beard and told me to kind of sit back and I was sitting back. Then all of a sudden, the man just went, zzz, zzz, on my eyebrows. Oh. I was what the? And I looked at the, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. I looked and said, oh, no, Ooh. man. Is that a new thing? because i for the longest, for the, for the look- last. I said,
4: Caroline said she liked it. Oh.
3: No, and I was like, yeah. man, what's, what's going on? He said, I looked at him, the, the, I was like, oh, come on, man. Oh, Oh, is it I like listen man, I don't know what the, I don't my eye, eyebrows kind of shaped and all that, I don't know man, it's just, it is a, it is a new thing and it
2: is quite, is pop, it? it is quite popular, but Baba made a mistake there where he should have asked you first mm. what you, what you were looking for and that comes down to communication, um, <laughs> <Man>.
1: <laughs> are you sure you didn't sit there and go, oh, can you, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, a lot, a lot, of, we, we do a lot of eyebrows, um, oh, mean. a lot of eyebrows oh. these days in beard lineups and, um, but yeah, like um he should have asked you first. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's the that's a big thing. That's that's missing a lot in barbering is the consultation. The consultation. Um mm-hmm. it, you know like you go to you go to a salon, and another reason why they can charge so much money is they they put a lot of effort into the consultation when in Barbara decides, like, sit down, what do you want, Barry? How short you want on the sides? Boom, bang it out. You know, instead of like taking the time to see what the person actually mm. wants. A lot of things times things get lost in translation and you're guessing as a barber because the client doesn't necessarily have the knowledge to tell you yeah. what he actually mm. wants or mm. maybe his barbers told him some numbers um and then he just repeats them but he doesn't actually know what yeah yeah he's yeah he's actually saying so you could go to one barber could mean another thing. good another one it's yeah. another thing so that's like a whole nother can of worms itself and trying to understand what it is that person actually wants and that's something that comes with experience that you don't always get it right sometimes it can take three four haircuts to build that relationship with yeah. the client yeah yeah before you before you can nail it yeah, that's mm. me mm.
1: i got my wife in the room um so i uh, was just wondering if you got any um <laughs> advice for a woman out there like uh, to other wives like um because you know sometimes we want to get you know men want to get feeds and um when we ask our wives we'll okay where are you gonna spend that much money for? Just going. That's why I've been getting bodies for the last two years. Like, got any encouragement for our wahine out there, like to encourage the men to look fresh. <laughs>
4: there
2: you go. You go. You go. You're the married one. <laughs>
0: for me, my experience is, um, yeah. If if you're if you go into the barber shop and your wife's telling the barber, what <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's do. the biggest. That's probably like oh, when you mention when, when you, oh. you mention when you mention when you mention pit
2: oh, Sorry, oh, I should have brought that one up. That's man. the biggest one. That's the biggest one.
1: <laughs> the wife telling the barber what what he cut the
2: dude once. Yeah, what cut? Are you serious? Yeah, that's all common, the time. Very that's very cool. It's, it's when the
1: wife tells the barber, "I oh, can you shave his eyebrows." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so good. now uh, yeah. Or or or, or, or mum's like telling you they want this haircut short as possible. The kid doesn't necessarily want oh, the hair man. that shorter. It's yeah. not necessarily going to look the best, you know. So the the kid might end up crying just, just because yeah. mum's like, "Cut
3: it as short as it can go."
2: Oh mate,
0: <laughs> but we we do enjoy, you know, like if if some if a client's coming in and they want to look good for their partner or yeah. their spouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like on a date night, that's that's one of my favorite
2: haircuts. Yeah, yeah. Making yeah, them really yeah, look yeah. good too. So. Oh yeah, or even like you know for the single brothers out there, yeah. like man, this one of the coolest things you can hear is like um as <laughs> when they're telling you, bro, I got a date coming up, and 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 you, you get them a you get them a haircut, and then they come back and give you good news, you know. That's me. That's when. You, that's, <laughs> when you, that's when. You, that's when you know they're locked in. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's
1: cool. And, and shout out to the barbers that do a mm. good job because. Mm there's been times when i've gone home <laughs> the, the, the fate gave me you know yeah oh, me a kiss, <laughs> you know? <Yep.
2: laughs> definitely but the thing the thing yeah. is like he always he always goes back you know and yeah just saying just just saying like none none of the shit barbers charge a lot of money mm. you know because they would never be able to get to that point yeah so like yeah. It's one of those things like in anything every, in, in life you pay for what you get that's me yeah, yeah. that's me I'm
3: gonna try my eyebrows next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Man, I walked in the door just, oh my gosh. Honestly, look, oh no, sir, look oh, you the look, look, ones. You look you look pretty. You look, oh man. That's not the that's not the aim of the hiccup. Oh, but yeah. But brothers, man, so much James, so much nuggets um tonight. Um man, thank you so much for your time, just um I love the fact you um Jabez, I think, if anything, fun fact, and I think you already know this. Your name, your name says it all. Uh, and you suit you actually suit your name, Uzo. Um you said out there we we had some had, had some Kai, is that uh, he was more honourable than his brothers. Mm. But the big the cool the cool thing was this, is that yeah, you know, obviously J- Jabez or JB's it's in the Bible. I think it's in um first chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 to 10. Hmm. Uh, i just looked it up now just <laughs> <laughs> oh here's his bubble <laughs> i can't i can <laughs> uh, but the good the good thing about it is obviously there's, there's a book called the prayer of jabez and um but the thing about jabez that made him special is that he prayed to god to say hey increase my territory increase my horizons uh my heights and that's what you're doing bro you are actually doing things you've asked you know you just Everything about your, your your dreams, your goals, and your aspirations—you are actually doing it. You you are your name. Um, and so,
2: I've also got a super big head, uh, and <laughs> uh, the other,
3: the other,
4: the other thing that J- the, um,
2: Jabez means is that it means born in pain. Yes, born so in you, pain. Um, so yeah, must be pretty painful for my mum to push my big head out. <laughs> But well, man, respect
3: respect to you guys, Letty. Thank you so much also for the wisdom mm. and the openness and the rawness, both of you guys. Man, just um, just uh, just just been an awesome time of conversation here, eh? um, Charles. Yeah, just, man. man.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, today's one special t- for me because of the also reconnecting. Um, mm. I followed um, your journey on Instagram and watching from afar and knowing that we had worked together and for you that was your for all of us before we had our transformation that was our rock bottom and and seeing where you are now and and knowing where you will end up being and having that hope I'm just really proud also um and you know your story both your stories are like if you can do it we can do it mm. and whoever's watching man have that hope that you just gotta think it believe it and just work through it and they you know these guys so many so many barriers have been put in place mm-hmm. never fold never, never fold. Fall. and shout out to those who just met you bro just All feel awesome. connected um um i can't wait to somehow make my way down those ways mm-hmm. so i can go hey can i meet the <laughs> the mayor of uh flex um and just your journey also man there's so much pain so much loss mm. um but you wouldn't know that by what you um project out. Yeah, right. and so I just pray that you continue to like um stay re- resilient because that's the word that comes up from both of you so it's resiliency um and just continue to build and and just much love for you guys you guys so you got my number <laughs> um man it, uh, my heart jumped when you c- called me last night and I was going Totally! <laughs> yeah. And just had a mean chat. So, yeah, thank you for tonight. Thank you for being you. part of the Stalanoa. I know a lot of guys, um, <laughs> our, our three viewers will be blessed.
2: <laughs> but that's all we <laughs> need the trilogy. Yes. Um, <laughs> we're going to bump that up to five. Yo! So much <laughs> <got> love.
3: <laughs> much love. Yeah, also, um, yeah. Please, uh, one last plug in. If you can do a plug in for tomorrow, the expert, that'd be awesome. You got you got. You got
0: um yeah check out our show uh first ever barber expo for barbers by barbers uh going down at western springs garden community hall um 3 p.m till 9 p.m uh we'll be there don't be square <laughs> Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Out of it. Out of it. Out. oh any final words
1: for our viewers to our mandate audience and to our new ones that will be coming through
2: yep. what are some final words you know i've uh, for, um first of all I just want to say um uh, thank thank you Pete and um Charles for um having us having us here tonight and allowing us this platform to um you know share our journeys. This is the first time we have got to share our journey in, in this format um yeah. together. Yeah. And it's it's been an exciting journey and 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 I love you too also. Yeah, um so. <laughs> you know, to be sharing this journey with you. Um it's just been amazing so thank you guys for giving us this um this this platform yeah. you know one of the things that comes to my mind is um refine unlock and take charge
1: that's
2: what i'm going to take away from tonight
3: find a lock and take charge hey also hey, every guest that comes on the show we always give them a gift and so we just, uh, on behalf of the mandate team, we want to gift you guys, um, and, and, yeah, a bit of a sketch, a bit of a caricature of, of you guys. And so this is oh, for what? you guys, my little love alsos. Uh, oh, yeah, this for you. Oh, that's
4: oh, for you,
2: shit. Man, oh, oh, I love it. Yeah, that's for you guys. Thank man, you so much, Uzos. Thank you, brothers. Right. That was me. That was me when I first started barbering. am I can tell because I'm a uh, lot skinny, I'm unfit. Um mm-hmm. oh, out of it. Oh, yeah. this is this is a beautiful. Yeah, Usos, man. Us alls, man. Thank, Thank you guys. Just brother. your records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Ah, oh,
3: man. Man. Bless you guys, man. Yeah. Thank you so much, Uzos. So thanks, Us. Yeah. Awesome. Call out. Oh yes, cooler. Is there, is anyone in particular you think that would be ideal for the show, or someone who that could be uh, very beneficial for other men to, to listen to?
2: The, the first one that comes to my mind, probably the same that's coming yeah, to your yeah, mind. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey. Uh, uh. hey. Um, no, I have one. Huh? But yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I'll do, mine, eh? yeah. Yeah. do yeah, Matt Brown. Like, oh, um, of course, of oh, course. Yes, yes. I love this. Thinking Auckland. Yeah. Mm. I would love awesome. to see um I'd love to see um M- 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 Brown on M- Brown on here because we'd have awesome. a really awesome. really awesome. solid um really solid conversation. Really? Um, he's that helped nice. us both of us yeah. a, a lot on our journeys. Um, but yeah. Of course. But yeah, that's another so, good one too. So plug yeah, yeah.
0: My bad, my bad. I thought it was just Auckland. Yeah. Oh, like anyone, uh, anyone, anyone. anyone we're
2: stretching yeah. it. One hundred. in the other also too because that's another.
0: Yeah, another also we um yeah we've been you know walking alongside um from two seven five. Oh, oh. Ooh, yes yes And oh. Mangiri, yeah. Oh, he. Sorry, I said Mangri before, but Mangiri. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout Just out to two seven five. Cool. cool. He's good.
1: He's mean.
2: Oh, we shit. actually put him on the spot and made him our um, made him our um MC for the night. Yeah. Solid. You know um, because we 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 believe that when we look at him, a, when we look at him, we we, we see the the power and the strength and the mana um so it's it's cool for us that i put them on there d k b i m c yeah hundred you know. nice nice awesome brothers
3: hey brothers, you just one more thing if you just look at the cameras hey, call them out, just call them out call
0: them <laughs> yeah. out hey brothers get over here <laughs> <laughs> You
2: didn't shop I know you're the big time now But you know You come sh- you come back And showed us love In the barbering scene Because he's a busy man now Yeah like, He's busy man. Yeah, yeah. He's all over the show Like he's all over the show now So it's like for even us To have him still on our wow. On our that's show me. And like, we're paying him Nowhere near as much money As he's making You know mm. and, and other He's working in that Corporate space now You yeah. know So yeah. Good on. Um, But for him to come back And, and show us love um, that's, that's just an honour Awesome! Thanks, okay. guys. Awesome brothers.
3: Mateo. Awesome Shot brothers. Mending.